0: Can we all agree that this Thursday and Friday are the two best basketball days of the entire year? And boy, we are excited to talk about tonight. My name is Evan. This is my brother Rustin, or Doctor of Pickology. (laughs) Uh, Welcome to the Vol Bros Podcast. We are two Vol Bros who are actually bros in real life. And we are super excited to be talking about March Madness. It is time. uh, We have actually not said anything to each other about this since Uh, The brackets were revealed. So every interaction you see tonight as we go through this whole bracket, this is totally fresh. (laughs) We have not said anything to each other. And shout out to Rustin for his dedication. He is in Kansas City right now traveling for business, and he is uh, joining us from his hotel room in Kansas City. So thank you, Rustin, for your dedication to the Vol Bros and for for helping making this happen.
1: Absolutely. Wouldn't miss it the best best night of the year
0: (laughs) so here's what first off i guess let's do this before you say anything else right now in the comments i'm posting a link and that link i just put it on facebook and youtube and now i'm going to put it on twitter that one might take me a second uh yep so now it's on twitter so that link right there you can join the Volbros bracketology on the ESPN uh, bracket challenge. Uh, the password is the Volbros, all one word, capital T, capital V, capital B, the Volbros. And so I guess I should probably put that in the comments too. Uh, password is the Volbros here's the deal. I know a lot of people, they, you know, do these bracket challenges and stuff and they, uh, they have it like, you know, you can submit up to four brackets. No, man, a game or no game, bring your best shot first round. I mean, I'm not, we're not doing that, but you get, you get one bracket. Okay. We're, we're a game or no game on this deal. And so um the winner will get a battered ball syndrome survivor shirt. That's uh, that's the awesome prize you get. That's a good prize right there and honestly thought about starting tonight when they revealed the brackets. Okay, so here's my first opinion on the, the whole bracket. Every year, there is always one region that is undoubtedly the most difficult region. In my opinion, it is for sure the East region this year. Um, it is crazy how stacked that region is. And unfortunately, that's where Tennessee is. Um, so... I thought about immediately when I was watching the bracket reveal on CBS, I was like, maybe I should start the show tonight by saying, Well, we have these shirts called Battered Vall Syndrome Survivor Shirts. <laughs> because it felt like it, man. When we were watching the brackets revealed, I was like, Oh my goodness. But Rustin, where would you like to start first? I've got um I've got the full bracket pulled up here. Where would you like to start first? Which region?
1: It's totally up to you. I'm I'm good wherever.
0: Well, I tell you what. Let's go to the the South region first. We'll go up to the top corner there. Uh, so let's zoom in, and I'll go to hundred percent zoom here. Might be able to see that. I'm not sure. If not, I'll uh, I'll move it to where you can see a little bit better. Yeah, I probably ought to go in some more. In hindsight, probably should have done that before we started. <laughs> All right, so here is the South region. Uh, we got one seed Alabama versus the winner of Southeast Missouri State and Texas. A M Corpus Christie. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I mean, I've I, I think Bama's gonna win that game.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that's a fair bet.
0: Yeah. Maryland, West Virginia, very interesting game. Actually, kind of surprised West Virginia got in, but uh, I think there are several teams that could have had a way better resume and, and case than West Virginia. But what do you think about that game?
1: I thought all the eight, nine games are just going to be wars. I, I thought oh, that sure. they, I think all four of them are going to be really, really good games. Um, this one will be whoever's left standing because these two teams just like to be crazy physical. Um, I think Maryland has a little more offense than West Virginia, so I'm taking them.
0: Yeah, I picked Maryland as well. Uh, San Diego State, Charleston. Now, Seth Davis, man, Seth Davis on the broadcast on ECBS, he was firing all in all cylinders, but like every upset possible, he was like, bam, 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 throwing them out there. You know, he was, he was all about Upset City. And I, I this one, I think San Diego State will probably win, but I picked Charles, Charleston just because we're from Chattanooga and, you know, we're, we're used to seeing College of Charleston. So it's kind of like a rooting for the home team kind of deal.
1: I actually agreed with Seth on this. I I did not pick Charleston in the round of 32, but I could easily see Charleston making it to the Sweet 16 in this bracket. Um, I like them to, honestly, I don't think this will be close. I think they'll beat San Diego State easily. I'm not a fan of all the West Coast teams and where they got seated. I don't think any of them have been tested. And I think Charleston wins this easily.
0: Um. Virginia Furman. Uh, Furman coming out of the Southern Conference where uh, the Chattanooga Mocs play. Uh, Virginia, unbelievably good defensive team. Fantastic coaching. Just a solid basketball team. I got Virginia. Who do you have?
1: I have Virginia, but I think it'll be really close. I think it'll be way closer than Tony Bennett once, and it'll be really uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Um, Creighton, NC State. I got Creighton.
1: I have Creighton as well. And while we're here, I think this is the biggest snub in the entire tournament. Um, How NC State got in over Clemson is just mind-boggling. You know, their resumes are almost identical, and Clemson beat them head-to-head three times. How on earth did North Carolina State get in ahead of them?
0: That is a fantastic question. (laughs) And probably one that everybody in the surrounding area of Clemson, South Carolina is asking tonight as well. Uh, Clemson had a really solid year. They really did. And so that, I think that is a fantastic point that you just made. Baylor and California, Santa Barbara. Baylor.
1: Although I think again, this will be closer than they would like it to be. The Gauchos can really score. I don't think they can play with Baylor for 40 minutes, but I think this will be a lot closer than people expect.
0: Yeah, at least one guy, uh, Clark Kellogg on CBS picked Santa Barbara. But I'm going to Baylor as well. Uh, Missouri and Utah State. Missouri. I got Missouri as well. Uh, and then Arizona and Princeton. Now, the 15-2 games are always interesting. Uh, this is Princeton's first time back in the dance for a while, but I got Arizona, but i would be a fun one to watch.
1: I think this will be a little closer than people expect as well. Uh, Princeton's gone back to running the Pete Carrill system. Um, they will slow this thing down to a crawl, and they will dictate tempo. Um, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see if um, if uh, Arizona can make them play faster. I got Arizona, but I think it'll be interesting.
0: So that means both of us staying in that same uh, Sacramento area both of us had Arizona and Missouri who you got winning that
1: uh, Arizona
0: so I took Missouri in that one and then Baylor Creighton I took Baylor who you got winning that one
1: I have Baylor there as well
0: so then I've got Baylor and Missouri and you've got Baylor in Arizona I have Baylor making it to the Elite Eight who do you have making it to the Elite Eight Baylor okay All right, so up here, we both had Virginia and Charleston. I picked Virginia, and I think you said you did too, right?
1: I did, but I could easily see Charleston winning that one also.
0: And then Bama and Maryland.
1: I have Alabama.
0: Yeah, I did too. And so then Bama and Virginia. That is an intriguing matchup, in my opinion, because it's like complete opposite styles of basketball. Unfortunately, I think that Bama will outscore Virginia and ultimately win that game. I think it would look a lot like the Duke-Virginia game from yesterday in the ACC championship game. Uh, What do you think about that one?
1: I've got Alabama. Uh, Honestly, I don't think it'll be close. I I think Virginia will keep it close for a little while, but Alabama just has too many weapons, and Virginia's offense is abysmal.
0: So that means that both of us have Alabama and Baylor in the Elite Eight. And I have Alabama moving on to the Final Four. Is that who you have? Yep. All right. So let's go across. I want to save the East for last because it's the most frustrating, in my opinion. Uh, let's go across to the Midwest. Uh, Houston, Northern Kentucky. I mean, we're Houston, right? <laughs>
1: that would be correct, Houston. Yeah.
0: And nobody, nobody's pulling the trigger on Northern Kentucky in that one. <laughs> Uh, Iowa Auburn, this is an intriguing matchup, man. They talked about this one a lot, both on CBS another, and ESPN tonight.
1: Yeah, another eight nine.
0: So, I have Auburn is one of those teams that they're streaky shooters, and if they're hitting, they're hard to beat. I got them hitting that night. I think they're gonna beat Iowa.
1: I do too. I like Bruce in, in March. I think he's a master motivator. Um, March is all about guard play, and he's got a bunch of really good guards. Um, so I, I see Auburn beating them.
0: And then Miami, Drake. Drake's a good team, but Miami, this is almost insulting to them yeah, to have them as a base. I mean, I was like, what in the world? And that was one of my overall thoughts about the bracket in general was that the ACC and the SEC got very little respect in, yeah. in this bracket. Um, I mean, my goodness, you know, we haven't got there yet, but later on in this region, Texas A&M got a seven seed. Are you kidding me? Uh Miami. My, okay. Miami was the number one seed in the ACC tournament. And they got a five seed in the, in the, in the NCAA tournament. I was like, oh, what in up. the world?
1: They've got A and M lower than Missouri. Like, how does yeah, that make sense?
0: Exactly. Great question. Uh, so, Miami, Drake. I've got Miami. Who you got?
1: I have Miami, but I think it'll be uncomfortably close. Drake. Yeah, I agree good. with you.
0: I agree with you. Uh, Indiana and Kent State. Indiana.
1: I have Indiana as well, but again, this is another one. The Golden Flashes are really good. Um, honestly. I could see Drake and Kent State winning both these games. I don't think they will, but I could absolutely see it happen.
0: So that means that these four teams right here, we have the same matchup in the round of 32. We've got uh, Houston, Auburn, and Miami, Indiana. Of those two, I got Miami, and my upset special is Auburn over Houston. Um,
1: I have Auburn and Indiana.
0: All right, so then right here, I've got Auburn, Miami, you've got Auburn, Indiana. Yes. So we both picked Auburn to upset Houston.
1: I'm not a I'm not a Houston believer, especially now that Marcus Sasser's injured. I just I gotta see it to believe it. I don't think they've yeah. played anybody and I think they're when they finally get tested, they're gonna fold.
0: And I've got Miami beating Auburn uh to move on to the Elite Eight. Yeah, I do too. So both of us have Miami in the Elite Eight then. Um Oh, side note, I know we're like, no, 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 I'm, are... I'm
1: sorry, I'm sorry. I have Indiana beating Miami.
0: Oh, okay, there you go. So I know that, you know, we're doing the whole bracket challenge thing and we got the link in the in the comments on these posts and everything. But don't just steal all our picks. <laughs> like you know, we're sitting here. The best I've ever done in the first round, one year of uh, the first 16 games, I went fourteen and two on day one. And I was like, man, this is awesome uh then the next day i lost like seven more so <laughs> uh i guess i guess uh 23 and 9 wasn't bad for a first round but i mean it's impossible to get all these right uh iowa state or the winner of mississippi state and Pitt. which side note that's going to be an awesome basketball game mississippi state and Pitt. that's going to be a really good game
1: yeah iowa state
0: yeah i had them too uh xavier and kennesaw state xavier so I got an upset special on this one. I'm going Kennesaw State with that one. Okay. I, unfortunately, the thing that concerns me is it's their first time ever going to the NCAA tournament. So that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there might be a little, uh, you know, uh, Hoosiers moment where they walk in the gym and measure the rims and that kind of stuff. Like, you know, it's all the same, you know, that kind of thing. Right. But uh, I got Kennesaw State there, but I do have Iowa State beating Kennesaw State. What do you have happening in the second round? Um, you on. had Iowa State and Xavier.
1: Yeah, I've got Xavier beating them.
0: Okay, all right, and so then Texas A&M, Penn State. I've got Texas A&M.
1: That's gonna be a that's gonna be a really impressive game, and it's gonna come down to who dictates tempo. Penn State's gonna to want to make that thing a, the most boring game ever is gonna have to figure out a way to speed it up. Uh, I think AM wins, but I think that's a really good game.
0: And then Texas and Colgate. I've got Texas. Texas. And this blows my mind. So Texas is the two seed in the Midwest. And they send both them and Texas AM to Des Moines, Iowa. It was intentional. How, I mean, that, that that makes no sense to me. They wanted um, I mean, it at-
1: They wanted that second round Texas versus Texas A and M game. This was all about selling tickets.
0: I totally understand that. My question is, why did they send him to Des Moines, Iowa? That's my question. (laughs) Like Uh, you would think they would have sent him.
1: Yeah, it was probably something with everybody else's seating, but yeah, this was totally intentional.
0: So I think that would that Texas A and M Texas game would be a really good matchup. Yeah, I have Texas winning it. Who do you have winning it? I have Texas as well. So then that means in the Elite Eight, I've got Iowa State and Texas, and you've got Xavier and Texas. Yes. I have Texas winning that game. Who do you have? I have Texas. Okay, so that means both of us in the Elite Eight have Miami and Texas.
1: No, I, I accidentally said Miami. I have Indiana. Oh, that's right.
0: Indiana. You have Indiana and Texas. I have Miami and Texas. Yes. I have Texas winning and moving on to the Final Four. I do too. All right, so so far – we have one SEC team and one Big Twelve team in the final four, both of us. Yep. All right. So this region right here, the the next two regions, my south region, or not south or my east region, people are gonna be like, what in the world is that dude thinking? Um it's it's gonna be that's gonna be a fun region to watch, in my opinion. Kansas Howard, I mean Kansas, right? Like agree. <laughs> uh Arkansas, Why? Illinois.
1: Side note, how bizarre was it that CBS couldn't get the 16 seeds right?
0: Yeah, they kept messing them up. You're sitting there watching the
1: show and you're like, you had one job. Like, this is the (laughs) most important thing you do all year. And oh, by the way, it's your highest ratings grabber of the year. And you can't put people in the right lines. And then a couple of times a couple of times they accidentally showed who was coming on screen before they announced it like it, I was sitting there watching it going who is producing this.
0: Yep. I absolutely agree. And then when you went online to look at the bracket you couldn't see the uh fairly dickinson and and Texas mm-hmm. Southern one. You couldn't see that online like it wasn't even shown right. <laughs> because they originally put SEMO and Corpus Christi in there accidentally. Yeah. Um. So Arkansas Illinois, man, that's that's going to be
1: a that's going to be a street fight.
0: Yeah, differing styles, but um, it's just both very physical teams, um, and both very mouthy teams.
1: Don't don't be shocked if there's some fights in that one. They those both of those teams like to like to talk.
0: I've got Arkansas barely edging them out. What do you have? I do too,
1: but I could easily see Illinois winning that game. But I've got oh, Arkansas. Yeah, for sure. I think the difference will be Nick Smith. Um Illinois's point guard isn't quite the caliber of player Nick Smith is, and I think he's the slight difference.
0: All right. So Kansas and Arkansas, I've got Kansas.
1: Yes, I do too.
0: Okay, so then on the bottom half of that uh, region right there. Uh, St. Mary's and VCU. Uh, I think it was Seth Davis predicting a VCU upset right there. I picked St. Mary's.
1: I'm a big fan of St. Mary's. I, I think they. Um, I think they're a veteran group. I think they shoot the ball extremely well. Um, I love how they play. They can score in bunches. Um, I, I, I think St. Mary's wins that, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if St. Mary's makes a Cinderella run.
0: And Iona, who is always a threat in March, always. Uh with UConn. I took UConn, but I think it's closer than the experts think.
1: Oh yeah. It that's that there's gonna be all eyes on that one, especially with all the smoke right now around Rick Patino taking the Saint John's job. Um that's that's gonna be a game to watch. I've got UConn as well, but Iona's tough.
0: So then St. Mary's and Yukon. I've got Saint Mary's, who do you have?
1: Um, oh, what is it doing? Sorry, it keeps messing up. Um, so I have St. Mary's,
0: I do too. So then Kansas and St. Mary's, who do you have moving on to the Elite Eight?
1: I have Kansas, but I think St. Mary's Good is thing. gonna give them all they
0: want. Yeah, I agree. Um, Texas, uh, excuse me, TCU and the winner of Arizona State-Nevada?
1: I've got TCU.
0: I do too. Uh, Gonzaga and Grand Canyon University? Gonzaga. I do too. Okay, now here's the thing. This game right here, and this is where people might start disagreeing with me, this TCU-Gonzaga matchup right here, I think the winner of that game is in the Final Four. That's, That's my prediction. The winner of this game right here, tcu and gonzaga they're making it to the final four i have gonzaga winning that who do you have
1: gonzaga yeah now that, right. you say that looking at the rest of the bracket i i think that's legit i think that that's probably a good call
0: so when you look at northwestern and boise state northwestern uh man so happy for chris collins what a great story that team has been this year uh northwestern and boise state i got northwestern who you got
1: yeah i love how northwestern plays i like how they share the ball um in march that's going to be hard to beat any any guy on that roster can beat you on any given night i've got northwestern
0: and then ucla and unc Asheville. the fighting drew pimbers you're picking them no Oh man, I am I, <laughs> this is one of my 15-2 upsets right here. They're going into Sacramento, almost a home game for UCLA, and they're gonna pull it out. They're gonna pull it out because it's just it's a, okay. So for those are, of you
1: for those of you listening, this is the pick where you go against Evan.
0: <laughs> um, hey, you, you always have to have one that you're like, that would never happen, but maybe. <laughs> That's my that would never happen, but maybe pick this year. Um you and hey Drew Pimper got a shout out by the CBS crew. CBS called him one of the best players in the country. I'm like, yeah, wow. I was like, that wow. might be an overreaction. <laughs> when they said that, I was like, that might be exaggerating just a hair. <laughs> um, but I mean I hope I hope they go out there and he lights it up. I really do. I hope. I'm ecstatic
1: for Drew. I I always said he was never used properly at Tennessee. He he's a pick and pop guy. UNC Asheville runs a pick and pop offense. It's perfect for him. Um, you know, I wish I wish he was still in Knoxville because I think he could be giving us a lot of minutes right now. But it just was not fit.
0: Those who may be watching and are unfamiliar with Drew Pimber, uh, Drew started his career at Tennessee. He was there two years, is that right? Yeah. One year, two years. I think it's two years. Two. Um, and then he transferred to UNC Asheville, and this year he is tearing it up uh, at UNC Asheville, and um, he's he scored forty points in like multiple games this yep. year. Uh, he's he's just playing really really well. For the and year so, he's
1: averaging over twenty points in the conference tournament he averaged twenty nine a game he was the regular season player of the year he was the conference tournament player of the year. he's had an amazing season
0: and so i'm I'm picking the boys from Nashville to, to march out to or fly across the the continent to Sacramento and come away with a victory. <laughs> That's my my upset city for for this year and there may be more coming. Just wait. <laughs> Uh, So that means that both of us have Northwestern and – well, no, you have Northwestern and I have Northwestern, but you have UCLA and I have UNC Asheville. Yes. So out of UCLA and and Northwestern, who do you think wins that game? So
1: this is probably my biggest upset. I think Northwestern makes it to the Sweet 16 only because um, Jalen Clark is out for UCLA. UCLA has not looked good since he got injured – um, you know they lost the conference defensive player of the year and their second leading scorer in one guy. And well, That hurts, and that that you can't make up for that. I mean that's that's a huge loss, and I think Northwestern is balanced enough that that loss will will be an issue, and Northwestern will beat them.
0: Yeah, Northwestern is good. Like they're a legit yeah. good team. Um, so I have Northwestern beating UNC Asheville, which means that both of us have Gonzaga and Northwestern making it to the Sweet 16. I have Gonzaga winning that one. Who do you have? Gonzaga. And so that means that both of us have Gonzaga and Kansas in the Elite Eight. I have Gonzaga beating Kansas in the Elite Eight. Gonzaga. So our final fours are exactly the same so far. <laughs> Three out of four so far. Uh, I'm betting that the East region changes that because – um. I went kind of in out of left field in this one a little bit. All right. So here is the the, in my opinion, easily the most difficult region in the entire tournament. Um, if I were Purdue, I would be so mad right now that Purdue has had this incredible season and this is how they were rewarded for their rewarded for their incredible season. <laughs> Well, I they went through a dry
1: spell about a month ago where they lost several games in a row and it definitely hurt their seating.
0: I mean, this is uh, just unbelievable what they have in here. People talk about blue bloods of college basketball and, and, you know, championship programs and stuff. Well, you've got Duke, Kentucky, uh, Michigan State all in the same bracket here. <laughs> um, like, this yeah. is, you're sleeping and, on one. Duke and Tennessee
1: may both be in trouble.
0: Oral Roberts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, there's this, this isn't it? Like, Memphis as an eight seed and Florida Atlantic as a nine seed. That game, good night. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, this Marquette is having an incredible year. Uh, USC was actually, I think, picked preseason to win the Pac 12, if I remember correctly. And here they are as a 10 seed in this region. I mean, this is.
1: There are a lot of people saying Kansas state is a dark horse to make it to the national championship.
0: It's interesting that you say that. Wait till you see my final four. (laughs) Um, So Purdue and the winner of Texas Southern and Fairleigh Dickinson University.
1: The fighting Fairleigh Dickinson's now. Yeah. (laughs) I don't even know what Fairleigh Dickinson's mascot is. I don't
0: even. (laughs) Yeah. Purdue. Okay probably the most difficult game to pick maybe in the entire bracket yeah memphis and florida atlantic for people who may not realize florida atlantic was dominant this year uh yeah. in their le- i mean they finished the regular season 28 and 3 then they went 3 and 0 in their conference tournament i mean they're legit like they're good
1: and nobody in the country may be as hot as memphis is right now memphis that's is that's exactly right,
0: right I mean, that's the thing. You've got Memphis and Duke, two of the hottest teams in the country in this same region. Uh, Emily Proud tweeted out uh, a very interesting tweet. Uh, She took a screenshot of this region, and she said it was the top half, so from Purdue down to Louisiana, where Tennessee is. Uh, She said, each team in this section of the East region is fresh off a conference tournament title except Tennessee. So literally, one, two, three. Four, seven, out of eight. Five, six, seven Yeah, seven out of eight teams just won their conference tournament. I mean, this is this is crazy good, crazy hard region. I picked Memphis to win that game. Who'd you pick?
1: I have Memphis just because I'm just really impressed, especially today. They took it to Houston. It was that was a yeah. beatdown.
0: And then, so when you got Purdue and Memphis, who do you have winning? That I have that as well. Who do you have winning that game?
1: So I do think the one thing Memphis does not have an answer for is they are at times incredibly undisciplined. And a team like Purdue that takes care of the ball, can backdoor you to death, can pound the ball inside, I think they do all the things that will frustrate Memphis. I think this will be a close game, but I don't think Purdue will let Memphis dictate the tempo, and I think Purdue will win this.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Okay, Duke and Oral Roberts. You know, Duke they've won 10 or 9 in a row. I mean, they're the interesting stat on uh see or ESPN tonight, they said this is the first time Duke has entered the NCAA tournament on a nine game winning streak. Last time was in 2015 when they won it all.
1: So, if I was John Shire, I would be terrified that they are the stereotypical 5-12 matchup.
0: Yeah. Um, for real. For those who
1: don't remember, Oral Roberts is the same Oral Roberts who made it to the Sweet 16 last year, and they did not lose anyone. It's the exact same team, a year older and a year better. And if you look at them statistically from last year to this year, they are better across the board in every statistical category than they were last year when they made a run to the Sweet 16. So... I think Duke wins this, but I'm not gonna I, I would not be shocked at all if Loyola or if Royal Roberts is this year's Loyola Chicago, if they go sweet 16, maybe even Elite Eight, who knows, maybe even Final Four. It would not surprise me in the slightest because this is a veteran team who has already experienced success in March, and they are really, really good.
0: Um could be an overtime thriller. First round right there in Orlando. Um, I p- I picked Duke as well. <clears throat> uh I mean they're 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 on fire right now. You know, I think back-to-back games in the ACC tournament they scored over 90 points both games. Um then, you know, obviously they played Virginia and nobody scores 90 points against Virginia, so um I think Duke wins that one. So Tennessee Louisiana. who you got um, I really hope
1: that Rick Barnes gets a sound bite of all three announcers on the selection show immediately picking Louisiana and plays yeah. it on repeat during practice every single day this week ad nauseum.
0: Amen, brother. Because the
1: one thing we know about this roster, we've got a bunch of dudes with pride. And we got a yeah. bunch of dudes with ego and and i i hope that they just take that and use it for everything it's worth to come out and beat louisiana into the ground with everything that they've got and and just just obliterate them and and here's what i don't understand about all those all those announcers so quick to pick that louisiana this year has had two games against teams in the top 100 two And in those two, they are 0-2. They lost to Drake, and they lost to Texas by 28 points. So the fact that they were so fast to make those statements on the air was incredibly insulting and honestly really spoke to the fact that those guys hadn't done their homework.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know how any rational person looks at the number one defensive team in America – and says a team who has only been tested by Texas, okay, that's legit, but you lost by thirty. And Drake, and oh by the way, you lost to them too, is going to come out and compete at that level. That I, I hope, I hope we just drub them.
0: <laughs> you know, it was interesting that the 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 primary justification that. All of the people used on TV tonight to pick Louisiana over Tennessee. The primary justification was they don't have Zakai Ziegler. Yeah. Okay. Well, think about who they've beaten without Zakai Ziegler right. so far.
1: We we beat Alabama without Zakai Ziegler.
0: So, I mean, I, I don't understand why that was a uh, a point of you know emphasis. Like, well, well, they don't have Z- Zakai, so you know they're going to lose this game. Um. I think I picked Tennessee to win this game. Um, the the spread opened up as a 14-point spread. I think you're going to see that line move towards Louisiana, honestly, especially after all the people picked them.
1: Yeah, it's already down to 10 and a half.
0: There you go. Um, Whoa, we just had a whole bunch of comments all come through all at the same time. (laughs) Uh, So if you've commented before just now, I apologize. They all just like literally just came through. Um, Any Micro Hot Sauce said, howdy, fellas. I'm surprised we're a four seed. Uh, He said Auburn out first round. Potentially. I mean, they play Iowa. Uh, I certainly could have. Adam Daniels said, bro, Purdue is winning though. Uh, About against Memphis, I guess. I mean, uh, we both picked Purdue to win. Um, And then E-Micro Hot Sauce said, this one just came through just now. I'll say it again. They don't like us. LOL. Well, I mean, that's fair to say. So, uh, that's cool. That, I wonder why all the comments, I mean, literally all of them just came through all at the same time. Just then <laughs> I don't know what happened, but I'm glad that, you know, we're getting to them now. Um, Adam Daniel said Zach Eady is going to go crazy. Uh, well, I mean, he has most of the year.
1: I like Zach so, Eady as a player. I think what's going to hurt Purdue down the stretch is starting two freshman guards. Um, I, I just, it's March. Veterans win in March, guard play wins in March, and nothing about freshman guards starting in both backcourt spots screams national championship.
0: Yep. Totally agree. Totally agree. Um so that means that we both have Duke and Tennessee in the second round. Um I'll go ahead and, and say my my analysis of that one. Earlier this year when Tennessee lost to I think it was Florida. Yeah, it was Florida. Uh, On our live stream after the game, everybody in the comments were all saying the same thing. They said, anytime, it seems like anytime we play a team with a skilled big man, we struggle. Um, I totally agree. Uh, Unfortunately, Duke has two of them. Uh, They got Filipowski, which is just, dude's a player. I mean, uh, he averaged uh, 20-something points a game in the conference tournament. Um, I mean, just, he's a player. And then that Lively kid, my goodness, Uh, that Lively kid, the way he protects the rim is what everybody wants Adu to be. Like that's who they want him to, and who everybody wants Uros to be, the guy who protects the rim like Lively. Um, Having seen the way Lively played Armando Baycott for North Carolina, I mean, he he essentially shut Baycott down. That's concerning because none of our big guys are as good as Armando Bacoff. And so I don't I don't think that's a good matchup for us. Um I, I, that's a concerning if you're a Tennessee fan you have to be concerned about that one. Because the the areas that Duke excels at are areas that are are we typically have not played well against this year. And so that's why I've got Duke beating Tennessee in the second round.
1: So I'm gonna give a disclaimer here. I really hope Duke beats Oral Roberts. Because if Oral Roberts upsets them, we cannot run with Oral Roberts. We will not keep that game in the 60s. They will score 70 plus on us easily because they score 70 plus on everybody. Um if Oral Roberts upsets Duke, Oral Roberts is gonna beat Tennessee because we cannot, we won't be able to hold them back. Um, I do like how we match up with Duke, though. I, I understand what you're saying, and it's true. We've struggled with big men. But the flip side of the coin is Duke has struggled with really good guards. And and Tyrese Proctor is a true freshman. Yes, and he will have And he will have Jemai Meshack on him. And... And Tyrese Proctor getting guarded by Jemai Meshack is not a positive thing for Duke University. Um, that kid will yeah. throw the ball all over the gym. He he does not take care of the ball when he's under pressure, and he will he has never seen pressure like he will see that night. You no know, nobody nobody in the in the ACC save Virginia guards like Tennessee does, and Virginia's point guard doesn't guard like Jamai Meshack. So Tyrese Proctor has never seen anything like what's coming at him. Um,
0: Eating my with hot sauce said, pretty sad to be numb on defense, but you can't stop some.
1: (laughs) It's not that we can't stop them. It's it's that teams that speed the game up, you can only stop them so many times. And, and they're going to get enough True. shots off to where if, if they get enough shots off, they can get into the upper 60s, low 70s, mid 70s. And we just saw it. You know, we just saw it in the SEC tournament. We held Missouri in check for a while. But once we hit that upper 60s, low 70s threshold, all of a sudden we just couldn't keep up anymore. You know, the reality is without Zakai, we can't score with people who score high numbers. So we've got to turn every game in this tournament into a rock fight. Like, it, we need everything to be in the 50s. If it gets in the 60s, we need to be in the low 60s. Um, if it gets in the upper 60s, low 70s, mid 70s, we're losing. I mean, it's that simple. So I do think Tennessee matches up really well with Duke. I think if Jamai can dictate tempo and and really frustrate Tyrese Proctor, I think we can have, I think we can beat him. And so because of that, I've got Tennessee beating Duke. Um, but again, if Royal Roberts beats Duke, we're getting smoked in the second round.
0: So then you've got Purdue and Tennessee in the sweet 16. Yep. And I've got Duke and Purdue in the Sweet 16. All right. So between Purdue and Duke. Or excuse me, between Purdue and Tennessee, who do you have moving on to the Elite Eight? Purdue.
1: We don't have anybody that can handle Zach Eadie. It'll be a bad night.
0: So Adam just said he thinks Purdue's going to win the whole thing. That's fair. Awesome. It's possible. Um, eating my crow with hot sauce said, y'all hurt my ears and my soul. I'm so sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, so here's the deal. <clears throat> I'm going to go back to what I said just a minute ago to Adam's Comment about he thinks Purdue's going to win the whole thing. I mean, they might. I mean, they've been one of the best teams in the country. Uh, they've been Except one of the best teams when in the they country play the really year. good
1: veteran guards.
0: Every time Purdue plays really good veteran
1: guards, they lose because they have two freshmen in the backcourt.
0: So, here's the thing, uh, for Purdue's sake. Well, I I think Purdue has a serious matchup problem no matter who they play in the Sweet 16. Yeah, I think they got some real problems when they get to the Sweet 16. First of all, what Rustin said a minute ago is 100% true. The things that win in March are coaching and veteran guard play, senior guards who can make free throws and a good post presence. If you have those three things, you're going to win in March. Like that's the formula. Uh, we see it every year. That's what happens. Those three things. Purdue does not have veteran guard play. And, and Rustin already pointed that out, and he's 100% correct. I mean, I, I think, about, think back to like Michigan State when Mateen Cleaves was, you know, their senior point guard. They had veteran guard play, and they won a national championship, and he ran the show. I mean, like that was largely due to him. Uh, think back to uh, 2010 when uh, John – because we're talking about Duke here. John Shire and Nolan Smith were seniors on the 2010 national championship team. They had veteran guard play that ended up winning the national championship. Um that is a critical factor in I mean, my goodness, think about uh what was the team last year? Uh the they beat Kentucky. St. Who, Peter's. Saint Peter's, thank you. Veteran guard play. <laughs> like that's all they were, and they they make it um to the sweet sixteen. To the sweet sixteen, yeah. Adam said, honestly, I think we're getting second round. I guess he's talking about Tennessee and he thinks Tennessee is going to get beaten in the second round. Um, but here's the deal. If Purdue matches up against Duke or Tennessee, that is an immediate problem for them because, oh, he said he's a Tennessee fan. Yeah, we are too, buddy. Go Vols. <laughs> um, unfortunately I think they're going to lose in the second round too. Unfortunately. Um, but think about this. If Purdue has to play Tennessee or Duke, they are in, in immediate trouble because Zach Edie seven foot four, which is un, un, unreal. I mean, dude's huge, but if they play Duke, that means he has to match up against Filipowski and the lively kid. I can't remember the lively kid's first name, Marcus. No, I can't Derrick. remember. There, there we go. Um, and so both of those guys, like I said, Armando Baycott is way more physical than Zach Eady, and lively had seven blocks against Armando Baycott when they played at Cameron Indoor earlier this year, seven. Um, the kid is a rim protector. Uh, he's athletic. That's not a good matchup for Zach Eady. It's just not. Um, if he, if he has to play against Tennessee, one really, uh, Interesting thing about Tennessee, uh, Slater Ballou, one of our good friends. He he's an Arkansas fan, and he he and Ricky, our correspondent Ricky, who was as at the all this stuff for us. Uh, they were at the Arkansas Tennessee game earlier this uh, month, or fe- February, I guess it was. And one thing Slater said that when I saw him the next day, he said, "I was shocked at how big Tennessee was." And that's the thing. If 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 you'll remember, we had a former Tennessee basketball player on our show. Uh, a few months ago, Rob Murphy, Rob played for both Bruce Pearl and Conzo Martin. And one of the things Rob said that makes this team unique is their size. You know, Rob is like six, eight, I think. Mm -hmm. And he said he would have been the, like the sixth tallest person on the team at six, eight. That's incredible. And so when you can throw seven footer after seven footer out there in Adu and Placic, and then you've got Kamwa and uh, Toby Awaka in there, too, battling with him. That's 20 fouls you have to give right there, 20 fouls for Zach Eadie's five. That's a problem for Purdue. Uh, Let me add one more
1: detail there. Purdue has lost five games this year. They lost to Rutgers. They lost to Northwestern. They lost to Maryland and they lost to Indiana twice. They almost lost in the opening round of the big 10 tournament to Rutgers again, and they should have lost today to Penn state. Um, They just squeaked that one out at the end, but all those teams have one thing in common, really veteran guards and, you know, Rutgers is not in the NCAA tournament, but they beat up Purdue's guards. Indiana owned Purdue's cards not once, twice. So I, I just, I'm going to have to believe it to see it. I, I don't think you can win in March with freshman backcourts.
0: So I have Duke beating Purdue in the Sweet 16 um, because I think it's a, a really bad matchup no matter who Purdue plays whether it's Duke or Tennessee it's not a good matchup for them and so um uh my crow hot sauce said Purdue is very beatable um yeah i just i i don't i don't have them advancing past the sweet 16 so the bottom part of this bracket let's get crazy down here <laughs> kentucky so I, and providence i I, I have
1: purdue beating tennessee in the sweet 16 but i think it'll be
0: close okay uh, eating my crow hot sauce agrees. with me. He said, I have Tennessee beating them. Um, so in the bottom half of the bracket, Kentucky and Providence, I got Providence beating Kentucky first round 11, six upset. Coin,
1: I think that one's a coin toss. Um, I, I feel like after last year, Kentucky will actually show up to prove something. Oh, okay. And, and it doesn't, it doesn't hurt that Kentucky or Providence's leading scorer used to be at Kentucky. Um yeah. So I, I feel like they'll show up to play and actually win that one. So I've I've got Kentucky winning there.
0: And then Kansas State and Montana State. I've got Kansas State winning that one. Easily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so can you have Kansas State Kentucky? I have Kansas State Providence. I have Kansas State winning that game as well. I do too. All right. So then down here, Michigan State and USC. Man, what a good game. What a good game. Uh, I have USC upsetting Michigan State. It is hard to pick against Mike, uh, excuse me, not Mike, Tom Izzo in March. It is hard to pick against him. But I got USC upsetting Michigan State in the first round.
1: Yeah, I do. Uh, I've got Michigan State. I'm not picking against Izzo.
0: <laughs> I agree. You, my crow hot sauce, said USC. Marquette, Vermont. Okay. Marquette has had by far the way not
1: pick vermont (laughs) tell me you're not about to do this
0: marquette has had their best season in years they are playing so well uh they it has been a tremendous season for marquette anybody would be crazy to pick against marquette Surely no one has a 15 over a 2 with Vermont beating Marquette. Not so fast, my friend. <laughs> it's happening. Uh I have shades of the the kid in the yellow jersey hitting the 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 jumper to beat the, as the buzzer sounded like 12 years ago or more than that. It was probably like 2005, so whatever it's that is, at least
1: 15 years ago. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um when Vermont upset, I can't even remember who it was now, but there was a it was a four seed, I remember that. Um, and they upset him in the tournament as a, a 13-4 game. It's happening again, baby. Uh Vermont upsetting Marquette. I told you this thing is gonna get crazy in this half of the bracket for me.
1: <laughs> it's definitely not happening again because there's no <laughs> one on Vermont's roster that could even make the squad at, at Marquette. Um, Marquette's gonna win that game by 40. <laughs>
0: Eating my crow with hot sauce, so I said that was 04, 2004, whenever that guy hit that shot. <laughs> I'm going way back for this one. <laughs> hey, if that dude is ends up seeing this live stream, shout out from the Volboros, man. That was a great shot. <laughs> from 19 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so that means I have Vermont and USC in the second round. You have Michigan State and Marquette, which is probably more likely. <laughs> Um, I went with USC making it to the Sweet 16. Who do you have going to the Sweet 16? Marquette. All right. And so then up here, uh, you said you had Kansas State moving on the Sweet 16 over Kentucky. Is that right?
1: Uh, Yes.
0: All right. So that means you've got Kansas State and Marquette. I have Kansas State and USC. And I have Kansas State beating USC Moving on to the elite eight, I
1: have Marquette in the elite eight.
0: Okay, so that means you have ten. Uh, that means you have Tennessee and Marquette in the elite eight. Is that correct?
1: No, Purdue and Marquette.
0: Purdue and Marquette. Okay, I got you. Thank you. Uh, so you've got Purdue and Marquette in the elite eight. I've got Duke and Kansas State in the elite eight. I have Kansas State beating Duke, making it to the final four. I
1: have Marquette playing speedball. And leaving Purdue's freshman backcourt in the dust, and moving on to the Final Four.
0: Yeah, that's a terrible matchup for Purdue if they play each other. Just saying, yeah. um, like that—that that is not a good scenario if you're a Purdue fan. If they have to play Marquette, two totally different styles of basketball. Um, yeah. That—that's not a good matchup for Purdue at all.
1: And Marquette's fast enough to make Zach Edey a non-factor. Like, he'll exactly. get his points and his rebounds, but it won't matter because the guards won't do anything.
0: Well, and, and I mean, that's the thing. That's what I was saying earlier. You know, Purdue, they're number one in the country for many weeks of the whole season this year. And the result of all that is they get placed in this nightmare of a region called the East Region that is just a gauntlet. I mean, whoever wins this region they deserve to cut down the nets in that place, man, because they, they earned it. If you come out of this region on top, you have earned it. So, that means for the Final Four, you've got Alabama and Marquette. Yep. And Texas, Texas and, Gonzaga. and Gonzaga. Okay. So, I've got the same same matchup over here. I've got Texas and Gonzaga and I've got Alabama and Kansas State, which that would be a really fun game to watch. I'm just saying, like if that if that happens, I'd be Alabama Marquette would be a really fun game to watch too. That would be yeah. That game will be in the '90s. Totally agree. Totally agree. So who do you have winning between Alabama and Marquette? Alabama, I do too. I have Alabama beating Kansas State in the Final Four, making it to the championship game. And then on this side of the bracket, we got Texas and Gonzaga okay, this would be just a wonderful basketball game to watch. It would probably be pretty frustrating at times too because there wouldn't be like, you know, like, I don't know. It would just be a very, you know, fundamentally sound basketball game. You'd see excellent defense being played. You would see tremendous passing, excellent off-the-ball movement, tremendous screens. Like, it would be an offensive – clinic really i mean when you watch this game yeah we got to Rustin and i got to hear uh, mark few at the final four one time give a presentation on his offense um and it was fascinating i mean it, it was it was this would be a wonderful thing to watch texas and gonzaga i have gonzaga beating them who do you have i have texas yeah i mean it's a it's a coin flip right i mean that would be incredible um. both have all the ingredients for a, a successful run in March. Yeah. So that means uh, you've got Alabama and Texas in the championship game. Is that correct? Yep. And I've got Alabama and Gonzaga. That is not a good matchup for Gonzaga. If that happens and they're playing Bama and I, I have Bama beating them in the national championship. Who do you have between Bama and Texas?
1: Six weeks ago on this show, I said Alabama's the best team in America. I still believe that. I, it didn't matter what the bracket said. I was picking Alabama to win it all.
0: There you go. Um, eating micro hot sauce. He, he just commented and said, uh, Alabama looks really good right now. And they might win it all. Yeah, I mean, I agree. We both do. Um, unfortunately, as Tennessee fans, we agree, and, and that's what we think yeah. will happen. They check all uh, the boxes. Be-
1: you know, if you think about what you just listed off, you know, good coaching. Nate Oates is a really good coach. Great guard play. They got Mark Sears and Javon Quinterly. Both of those guys can play. Technically, you could probably count Brandon Miller as a guard. He might be the best guard in America. And then, you know, you look inside, they've got Clowney. They've got Betty Aco. Like, it doesn't matter about Zach Eady or Drew Timmy or any of those guys. Clowney and Betty Aco can handle those guys. Um, so they've got they've got all the pieces
0: And eating my crow with hot sauce may have just said the most profound statement in the history of the vol bros podcast. Uh, he said, yet we beat them. And you're exactly right, man. That's what's so baffling and frustrating at the same time about Tennessee's basketball team this year. Most inconsistent
1: team in America.
0: Yeah. It is Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Um, who's going to show up. I mean, that's, that's the thing. I, I, I'm so glad you said that because when you, when we, I'm going to zoom out here just so we can look at this whole bracket. Uh Let's zoom out to that. And as we look at this bracket up here uh, in this, well, actually no, down here in the West, you've got Kansas as a number one seed, Tennessee beat them. Uh, over here in the Midwest, you have Texas as a number two seed. Who both of us, but Rustin and I both had them go on to the final four. Rustin had him in his championship game. Tennessee beat them, and pretty soundly too. Like that was Tennessee's probably their best game, one of their best games all year. Like yeah, it was a
1: it was either it or Alabama were their two best games of the year.
0: I mean, it was just fantastic uh, basketball game. They just kicked their tail really um you have gonzaga as a 3 seed down here tennessee beat them in the preseason up here in the in the south you've got alabama the number 1 overall seed tennessee beat them <laughs> i mean tennessee arizona in the as the number 2 seed tennessee probably should have beat them and the game was taken from them and and I don't say that lightly um I, that it me off when people say that and try to blame the officials I mean, you should, you should take care of business no matter what the officials did. But, I mean, that was like – even pe- people who were not Tennessee fans were commenting yeah. on that game like, that was messed up. I mean, the only thing worse than that I've seen this year was the umpire at the Mississippi Valley State game uh, this weekend who the, the batter did not like uh, a, a, the second called strike, and he jumped up and down and kind of showed up the umpire a little bit. And then the next pitch – was like way low on outside, wasn't even close to the strike zone and umpire rung him up and, uh, called him out and the that ended the game. Yeah. And now that umpire suspended indefinitely by the conference for doing that. I mean, it was just absurd what he did. Um, that's like taking the game away from a team. Well, what happened at, at Arizona, some of the things that were not called, uh, it was absurd. And so Tennessee's right there in the mix with Arizona. Um, you look at this whole bracket, and there's teams all up and down this bracket that Tennessee has beat this year. So, I mean, here we are. We're saying, you know, I've got them losing in the second round. Rustin's got them losing in the Sweet 16. They could they could lose in the first round, or they could win the whole thing. <laughs> That's I mean, possible. you literally just have no idea with, with who's going to – Who's going to show up and if shots are going to fall or not that night. Um, If shots are falling, look out. There's nobody on this bracket that they can't beat if shots are falling. I mean, my goodness,
1: if, if Josiah shows up and plays the way he's capable of, if Olivier shows up and plays the way he's capable of, and heaven forbid, if Julian Phillips finally decides to be what he can be and takes care of the ball and doesn't fumble it all over the court, we can beat anybody.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, in the in the comments of this, there is a link uh, to our bracket. It's called the Valbros bracketology on ESPN. Uh, the winner of the, the the tournament challenge gets a free battered vol syndrome survivor shirt. Uh, and the, the password to, to join our, our group, the group bracket is the Valbros, all one word the capital tv and b so thursday go time has i haven't seen a game time i don't think it's been set yet have you
1: They did it's 9 40 it's the it's the late game in orlando oh
0: man <laughs> okay so here's the deal not only is it the late game but it's the late game and it's on the east coast it's in orlando Mm-hmm.
1: so it's the last game of the day on the east
0: I mean, that's just horrible. <laughs> so they've yeah, got yeah. like, they've got like San Diego state and Charleston also in Orlando. They could have made, I mean, I know Charleston's on the East coast, but San Diego state's not, at least they could have given them the Pacific you know, time for their fans. Uh, Everybody well, else. I don't
1: think anybody in San Diego is tuning in. So it doesn't really matter.
0: Yeah, probably not. Um, uh, let's see. The
1: Lady Vols bracket is set. Um, and that's a fascinating one. I think we need to talk about.
0: So eating my Crow with hot sauce said, we chant, it's great to be a Tennessee Vol, but it really isn't all that great sometimes. <laughs> uh, and you took the words out of my mouth. They can win or lose it all. I mean, yeah, absolutely. He said, y'all do a great job and I appreciate it. Hey, we appreciate you too, man. Thank you so much for joining us. That's awesome. So, there so there was, who did the Lady Vols get?
1: So there's two fascinating details to this. So the Lady Vols, finished in the top 16, which shows the committee was, you know, impressed with how they finished the year. So, so they getting, get the
0: host. So
1: they're hosting the first two rounds. They open on Saturday against St. Louis, who went 17 and 17 this year. So that's definitely winnable. Um, if they win that game, they get the winner of Iowa State and Toledo. Iowa State will be a test, but it's a game they can win. Um, if they win that, they're in the Sweet 16 against most likely Virginia Tech. Now, here's what's interesting about that. That means Tennessee wasn't the 16 seed. Because if they were right. the 16 seed, they'd be matched up with South Carolina. So not right. only did Tennessee get to host, the committee felt like they weren't even number 16. They were ranked higher and gave them even an even better positioning. So... You know Kelly Harper has been set up here for a pretty strong opportunity because if, if any of you have watched Virginia Tech play this year, we absolutely can play with Virginia Tech. That is a winnable game. Got to get by Iowa State first. They're a dangerous team. They won the Big Twelve. They're they're legit. Um, but the bracket lays out really well for the Lady Vols to get to the Elite Eight. Um, but the other thing that's interesting. LSU dropped all the way to a three seed. What?
0: (laughs) So that means... That's like Texas A&M getting a seven. That's even worse than Texas A&M getting a seven seed. So that
1: means Tennessee beating them in the SEC tournament meant that much to the committee that it propelled Tennessee not just to the four line, but to an even higher four line. And it dropped... LSU down to a three. So the Clark girl is at Iowa. She's not at Iowa State. Um, Eating my crow with hot sauce just made a comment The Clark girl's on fire. Clark girl's been on fire for about three years from now. She's the best player in America. Um, But she's at Iowa, not Iowa State. So we don't have to worry about her.
0: So LSU – They've only lost two games all year until the tournament. I think that was their third loss. Is that correct? Or are they they lost two just period?
1: Uh, I believe that was their – I'll check. I believe that was their fourth loss.
0: So that means that Tennessee beating them dropped them all the way down
1: so to number nine. at
0: best number nine in the country at best. Yes. Somewhere between nine and 12. I mean – Yeah, that's thankfully
1: Iowa, eating my crow with hot sauce was asking about the Clark girl. Thankfully, Iowa is out in Seattle and um, will stay in the West. And the only way we would see them would be in the national championship. So if we see Iowa, we're happy about that.
0: Man, that's just that's bizarre with LSU. I mean, that is I would be talk about bulletin board material for them.
1: Now, here's here's what else is interesting. So let's say we do what we should. We beat St. Louis. Then we beat Iowa State, which is very beatable. And then we beat Virginia Tech, who is also very beatable. Guess who we would see in the Elite Eight?
0: I'm pulling up the bracket now. Who would it be?
1: That would be Geno Ariema and the Connecticut
0: oh, Yeah, that wasn't by design at all, was it?
1: I would I it, it would be you could go ahead and build the statue in Knoxville. If Kelly if Kelly went out there and beat Virginia Tech and then knocked off Gino pay her whatever she wants.
0: <laughs> yeah. Don't even All care right, what so happens
1: right. after that. You you so, you pull off those two wins you you can have whatever you want.
0: <laughs> so I'm going to share uh, I'm going to share this screen.
1: But I say all that to say the bracket really lines up nicely for for Tennessee. Um, they they got a great draw. South Carolina and uh, Iowa are on the opposite side. They wouldn't see either of them until the championship. Um, they've got Indiana on their side. Indiana is very good, but so it would be the, in four.
0: So the the three teams they will be hosting this weekend are Iowa State and Toledo. In, 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 St. St. Louis. in St. Louis.
1: And St. Louis. And St. Louis is 17-17. and 17.
0: So I'm going to zoom in so people can see it a little bit better. Poor UTC
1: won the conference championship and got rewarded with Virginia Tech.
0: <laughs> yep. So here is, here is the Lady Vols bracket. Um, probably, like you said, safe to say, Sweet 16 matchup against Virginia Tech if they make it that far, which hopefully they will. And then on the bottom – man, that's a – golly, bum. Look at that. Connecticut, Baylor, Alabama, North Carolina, Ohio State, all in that – gum, Yeah. That's a tough region right there. mm mm-hmm. uh, So – but that – you're right. That does set up very well for Tennessee to make it at least oh, yeah. in Sweet 16.
1: I mean, the best teams in the country are Indiana, Stanford, obviously south carolina and iowa and we don't see any of them
0: yeah yeah that's a pretty good draw um well, real quick we can't in f- the show without talking about and we had mentioned that we were probably do a position preview night but then when we saw this we we're like man it's gonna take a long time to do this bracketology so that's why we're gonna wait and do the position previews on our next show um, which i was gonna suggest we go live thursday night after that game but uh <laughs> that would be a midnight I'm yeah yeah I'm thinking a no on that too. So maybe Friday we'll <laughs> we'll go live um as our next as our next live show. But we can't end this show without talking about what happened this weekend with Lady Ball Softball and um Eating My Crow Hots. I said Ohio State's a tough squad, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Big
1: Um, big Ten basketball on women's side this year is insanely strong.
0: But Lady Vol Softball and Vol Baseball both had tremendous weekends. Good night, Friday night, Vol Baseball, everything. Everybody was hitting home runs that night. I mean, it it was just uh, tears. Uh, Cavaris is that his first name? Yeah. Uh, What a a debut. Uh, He went in his first – well, he went three for three uh, the first the first night, Friday night. And then Saturday in the first game, he started off with another hit. And he either got one more after that and then got out or the next out. So he at least had four straight hits. Uh, I mean, like, it was incredible. Pitching was phenomenal. Um, and I think it was six and two-thirds innings Chase Burns had, which would only be 20 outs. He had 13 strikeouts out of 20 outs. Yeah. That's nuts. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. It's incredible how well they played. What do you think about the lady balls in the baseballs this weekend? Um,
1: I thought, so I was actually looking for the tweet. I tweeted out a stat on our on our Twitter account um, that was just unbelievable. So as dominant as the baseball pitching staff was this weekend, and they were pretty stinking dominant. Um, you know, Moorhead State never really stood a chance. Um, listen to these numbers for the Lady Vols because this wasn't Moorhead State, this is Ole Miss. We're talking about an SEC opponent here in the three game series against Ole Miss. The Lady Vol pitchers allowed two runs on four hits and struck out 27.
0: <laughs> against an SEC opponent, yes.
1: In three games, they allowed two runs on four hits and struck out 27. Wow. That's about
0: as dominant as it gets. That is a totally fair point. (laughs) That is as dominant as it gets right there. Good grief. That's incredible. Man.
1: Well, here's a stat to close with. Um, because I, I think this is profound. Um, stats by Will, which is Will Warren. Uh, Will Warren comes out with a lot of really great statistics. That he he finds some really obscure stuff. Yeah, he's um, good.
0: He's a good follow on Twitter.
1: Yeah. He just tweeted out, the last time Tennessee made it to the Sweet 16 was the year 2000. They were a force, or last time as a four seed. The last time let me let me start over. I butchered that. The last time Tennessee was a four seed, they made it to the Sweet Sixteen. It was in the year two thousand. Guess who they played in the opening round? Number thirteen, Louisiana.
0: Man, that's bizarre, isn't it? Yep. That's that's but cool. Who knows? Uh, eating my crow with hot sauce was talking about the pitching for the Lady Vols. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, hey, this weekend, Thursday through Sunday, the four best days of the if you are a basketball fan, it's the four best days of the year because it's all day madness. I mean, the stuff that happens in these four days, it's just there is no other word. It's madness. It's, it's absolutely you, you incredible. Absolutely
1: need to feel deathly illness coming on so you can call into work.
0: <laughs> yep, no doubt about it. <laughs> I can already feel it coming. Yeah. <laughs> um well hey, we so appreciate everybody joining us tonight. Uh you got the link now. We'll probably post it again tomorrow and uh, just a regular, you know, post and a reminder. We'd love for you to join our bracket group and uh, it's it, on ESPN if you just search the Valbro's bracketology, you'll find it. The password to join that group is the vol bros all one word capital tv and b um yeah there you go uh did you put that up there Mm -hmm. or did i do that i I didn't do that look at you go man that's what i'm talking about um and so uh you know that's that's the link is in the the comments you can find it there and it'd be so much fun Uh, if everybody joins it'd be a blast you only get one bracket, though. We're not doing this deal where you can submit, like, 20 brackets. That's not real. That's not real. You got to go with it, man. Make a decision and go with it. Vermont over Marquette, baby. Uh, UNC Asheville over uh, UCLA. Th- these 15 over two games, man. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, next next Sunday or whenever it is, you know, when Friday or whenever people be like, man, he called it. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. I did. <laughs> we appreciate everybody joining us. Uh, it's so much fun. So, uh, Rustin, thank you for joining from Kansas city. He's on the road committed to the Volbros and, and our, our listeners and our viewers, uh, appreciate that very much. Uh, so we hope everybody has a wonderful evening and, uh, we hope to see everybody the next time we go live, uh, just be kind of monitoring, uh, our, our, You know our social medias and we can let you know where it's at the vol bros on youtube facebook twitter and instagram so uh just be monitoring that and we're looking forward to some fun days ahead with some march madness so go vols anything can happen baby anything can happen Uh, so go vols and we will see you all soon